Hello and welcome. You're listening to Soaz Radio with our WOMAD 2016 team. Yo. Hello. Hello. My name is Althea Saliko. I'm music editor here at Soaz Radio along with Yara Salahadeen. Hi. We are joined with our station manager, Mia Lina. Hello. What's going on? And producer and presenter, Will Roper. Hey, yeah. Today we will be presenting our highlights from the world of music and dance, what's more commonly known as the WOMAD Festival, which took place on the 28th to the 31st of July this year in beautiful Charlton Park here in the UK. This special is part of our ongoing coverage for which we will be releasing various interviews and specials in the upcoming weeks, so do be on the lookout for that. So we're just going to jump right into some of our favorite performances and interviews. Will, what do you have for us? Uh, well, first of all, we'll start with some music. And uh, we got a Pat Thomas track that's coming up. Now, unfortunately, because of all of our rushing around all over the place, trying to catch these musicians and interview them, sometimes we missed out on performances that we would have liked to see. Mm -hmm. But me and the, the Mia over here... The Mia. The Mia. <laughs> managed to catch the last four or five songs of Pat Thomas and that Kwashibu band. This is a bit of the, uh, the vibes for, for them. Yes, very nice. So that's uh, Pat Thomas and the Kwashibu area band with their tune, Gai Gyaisu. Sort of. Yeah, I think that was good. Yeah, thanks, Anfia. <laughs> Cheers. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk to them, but we did get to have a little boogie with them. Uh, some high life Afro B, Afro pop from Ghana. And now, Mia. Yes. Tell us, what, what was a, a moment that you'd like to share? A moment that I'd like to share, um, one of the my favourite shows at WOMAD were the Colombian English band Sightstepper, who mm. I've now seen twice. It was my second time within a month, and I still love the show. They've been around for a while, since the late 80s, but have had quite a, a long hiatus of, of about six years, and they came out with their new album Supernatural last year um, with a very new sound that is much less electronic and we chatted to the Sidestepper members Rich and Erica and they told us a little bit about the progress of coming to this new sound with their latest album. All six of us, we live close together in, in the historic part of, of Bogota and the music we listen to is sort of... <laughs> The great orchestras, the dance bands mm. from the from Congo, from Nigeria, from Haiti, from Trinidad, from mm -hmm. Colombia, and 
we thought, well, that's actually kind of where we're... Size Stepper was really a, a dance band in that tradition, and the language at the time was electronic in the, mm-hmm. in the 90s, and we felt, I feel quite strongly, that that language is done, it's got nothing more to give. Whereas the archaic roots of all of this music will keep on giving forever and ever. And we wanted to connect with that. So it was a long process to, to be able to do it, but I think we did. So this is Fuego Que Te Llama from the Sidestepper album Supernatural Love. They talk more about the kind of challenges that they were encountering within the music industry as they see it. The, the real challenge, knowing that what was coming and what was feeling like we had to say was very pure and very simple and about love in all its forms. At a time, again, the why... So you're going to write lyrics. Why? Why are you going to write lyrics? Um, because I think we need to say this, and no one else is saying it. And no one, no, there's no content anymore in music, it seems. And people have to finish things and put them up on the internet before they've, before they've really gone there and finished it. And so, kind of, as the record built, and, and with Erica's help and Teto's help and everybody who just contributed to it, we realised we were doing something quite special and unique. And the final challenge was so are you going to go now and sing this live because you've made the record and I knew what was coming and I think that was one reason why it took so long about five or six years and in an interview when it was nearly done I said to a Colombian journalist I think we've committed career suicide because you know we just basically said goodbye to the whole world and that's where we were earning our bread and butter so what's going to happen now but that's the most amazing thing about this tour um this summer especially it's taken us a while to, to learn how to play this music live and now we've got there and in England especially people have been welcoming us with open arms and in fact quite the opposite we haven't committed career suicide it seems that by following our hearts and you know saying what we wanted to say it's, it's chiming and it's working and people are connecting with it Soy la 
lluvia que cayó. Part one from Supernatural Loves, the Sidestepper album. Next, we're hearing from Yara. What did you like at WOMAT? Oh, I liked a lot. One of the highlights, I think, was Ibrahim Malouf. He's a French-Lebanese uh, musician and trumpet virtuoso. Really, really exciting to watch on stage. Um, if you ever get the chance to see him live, I would recommend it. Simply for the degree of showmanship the man shows um, also the teamwork that he has the band are really very much part of his shows or at least they were in WOMAD so it was very exciting to watch and he got the crowd involved a lot so they were producing part of the music themselves which was really fun well, I was lucky enough to catch him before the show I was interested in how he how he expresses himself through the trumpet you know he doesn't have a voice um, he doesn't have words to use so I was asking him what he thought about that it feels to me that when I'm blowing in my instrument, my soul is speaking already. You know, I don't need uh, any word, I don't need uh, any explanation. Just everything that is inside me is, uh, is expressed through these uh, notes, you know. I, I don't even feel like I'm talking or speaking. I, don't, I, I wouldn't even compare this. It's just my soul that is expressing itself. So what I've got for you guys to listen to is not a live recording. Um, if you want to hear a bit of that, then I recommend you check out our podcast. What this is, is it's called They Don't Care About Us. So I can let you listen to it and draw your own conclusions about what you think that's in reference to. Fans gathered in front of the famous Apollo Theatre with one thing in mind. Oh God, in he he, he let you know where he's coming from.
Ibrahim Malouf on the quarter-tonal trumpet with his homage to one of his early musical idols, the great late Michael Jackson. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Did you all gather that? <laughs> you picked that up. I definitely gathered that. <laughs> definitely gathered that. Althea. Yeah. What have you got for us? Um, so one of my favorite interviewees and performances uh, was that of Blake Bassey, who you'll hear introduce himself in his performance in just a moment. But what really impressed me about him on the BBC stage and on his newest album, Akko, for that matter, was the sparseness of his presentation. Just him, a cellist and a trombonist, uh, the three of them were able to create such a cinematic effect with their music. And Blick was able to create such an intimate experience with an audience of a couple hundred people. That sort of performance is so rare in festivals like these. So let's give it a listen. Good evening. How are you? Sharing this wonderful love moment. Really, really happy to be here. My name is Blink Bassi. I'm living in France and coming from Cameroon. And that is two years ago, I was at my place in the somewhere in the north of France, small, small village. And then my heater was broken. I went downstairs, but I have a small home studio. And in the wall of my home studio, I have pictures from people who inspired me. Some guys like Umiobe, Thomas Sankara, Charlie Chaplin, my mother, but also a wonderful singer, Skip James. And I was watching his picture, saying to myself, okay, it was really, really cold. But Skip James, this wonderful songwriter who wrote beautiful songs and during the tough segregation period and then like a poor guy, it was okay for me. So I took my banjo, wanting his picture, I started composing some, some songs. And after something like two weeks, I wrote 60 different songs. So I really want to thank my hero who made us to be here today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
So I did an interview with him and have much more of that concert that will be released in a couple weeks in a podcast. So do look out for that. Um, and now we'll go back to you, Will. What do you have next for us? What have I got next for you guys? I've got a part of an interview with Greg Lawson, who was the orchestrator, the uh, conductor and arranger for the Grit Orchestra, which was one of one of my highlights of of performances at the festival and also one of the sort of most fun interviews I had while we were there. We we interviewed quite a few people there and you sort of got the vibe whether you were interviewing them before the concert or after the concert of how how relaxed they were and he was very relaxed after having done, (laughs) worked very hard so this is um, after after the the set. This is only the second time that Grit Orchestra has performed the first one being uh, last year as part of Celtic Connections sort of funded, funded performance, which was recreating this album that a young uh, 33-year-old musician, Scottish musician, Martin Bennett, uh, created in 2005, which I'd never heard of before uh, researching and going to this festival, but got mm. really, really got into the music and the story. And the we had a great, great chat about many different things. Maybe this is just the kind of guy he is, but he got sort of deep into the role of, of music and of the musician. Uh, which is what this little excerpt is uh, about. It, 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 it sparks the mind and the heart. Yeah. It's head and heart music, it's whole music. And that's what music is about. I mean, music is a beautiful thing, it operates at many levels. It's our gift. My brother explained to me when I was about 11, and I was always bottom of the class because I was dyslexic and I was dreadful at school. I've got no qualifications at all in anything, right? Not even music, because I'd failed all my essays and stuff. I'm an unqualified musician. And my brothers are both really smart. My sister's really smart. And they've got loads of qualifications. It's just, my brother Jed said to me, listen, Greg, you mustn't be worried about the fact you're bottom of the class. He said, because you're going to be a musician. And he said, the, the role of a musician is a real role in this world. And he said this sentence. I was 11. I didn't know what any of the words meant. But I knew it was heavy. He said, human beings find themselves at the edge of the yawning chasm of existentialist despair. He said, that's the human condition. And it's so easy to be consumed by that great mouth in front of you. So, but one of the things that allows you a moment's grace is this musical curtain between you and that chasm. Music is the thing that offers you a choice to reflect, to learn, and maybe take a step back from the brink. And he said, that's what you're going to do. So don't worry about the bottom of the class, because what am I? I'm just, I'm just clever. There's no value in that. And actually, it sounds a bit heavy, actually, maybe even slightly pretentious, but, but actually, music is this no, big universal true, language. It's, it's a yeah. massive thing. It allows us, it entertains us, it, do, it fulfills us in all levels, and they're non-comparative, because it's actually about our whole experience as a human being. The big
So you're listening to Move from Martin Bennett's Grit Orchestra that was so wonderfully brought to life on the WOMAD stage 2016 by the Grit Orchestra. And you had Greg Lawson talking before. You're listening to Soaz Radio and our recap of our sort of highlights from our time at WOMAD. Mia, your turn next. My turn. What you got for us? So um, another interview I did, which was really lovely, was with a Polish string quintet called Woloshi. They played a really amazing set at the um, BBC Three Charlie Gillett stage. So they've got a violin, two violas, a cello, a double bass, and two of them are classical musicians, the rest of them are folk musicians, and all from Poland, all guys, and... Yeah, they just played really energetic, really great stuff and just had a lot of fun. So I talked to them and found out uh, what Woloshi actually means. The idea of Woloshi is the idea of journey because Woloshi is the name of ethnic group who travelled uh, to Carpathian mountains. Uh, they came from uh, Romania, Hungary, this so Eastern or uh, Southeastern Europe, and they brought all influence from their own music, all culture, to Poland. And uh, the village where our friends live is the last village on their trip. After this village, we have already flat land, no mountains anymore. So the Voloshi stopped there. They are creating this special climate of this place. The other part of Poland, the, the traditional music is completely different and that's uh, that's really special for us and I think that's why we like fall in love in, in, in this music and start to make this fusion between our classical uh, education and uh, their dance folk style. So that was Christoph and Stanislav from Woloshi and I'm going to play you a track called Crawler.
was Walashi from Poland. You're listening to our special WOMAD Highlights Show 2016. Ooh. Over to Yara. <laughs> <laughs> so next, um, we have the lovely Aziza Brahim. She's a singer originally from the Western Sahara, born in the refugee camps of southwest Algeria. She sings a lot in Hassania, Hassania, her native language. And she's been described a lot as an ambassador for the Sahrawi cause. I asked her about her musical beginnings and um, she talked about her grandmother, someone she cites a lot as um, a great influence in her work. She was my first teacher in music. She was a great poet. She taught me mostly lyrics, but also the rhythms and melodies. Aziza studied in Cuba. Her music mixes uh, Cuban, Malian, uh, Spanish and contemporary European influences, um, as well as the Sahrawi tradition that um, she comes from. I asked her about these influences in her music and how she sees her songs traveling around the world and traveling to her homeland. Most of my songs are strongly influenced by my own culture because I never knew the country to which I belong. But also a big part of my lyrics are about global problems as I believe they affect all of us. So let's listen to the opening track from her latest album, Abar al-Hamada. The Hamada is a particularly inhospitable type of desert, which happens to be where the Sahrawi refugee camps have been situated since the mid-70s. The song opens with the repeating call, This Nation Seeks Peace, and she goes on to sing of hoping to be reunited, and she alludes to the coming generation, speaking of her children. You can really hear the blend of influences that she's become known for um, in her music in this track. The percussion reflects the various African musical traditions that uh, she likes to include and in, also in the instrumentals. So enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That was the lovely Aziz Ibrahim. And next we have Althea with some more music. Yeah, my next pick, that was lovely, by the way. Um, But my next pick was certainly one of the artists I was most excited to see before the festival. Uh, Meta is a reggae singer from Senegal, currently based in New York. Uh, I'm from New York, so already there's a little sense of pride there. But I also (laughs) spent several years living in Dakar, Senegal, where on the weekends there are these really glorious outdoor sound systems that happen the wee hours of Saturday and Sunday morning starting around 1 or 2 a.m. Seeing a band that you've heard for years in one particular context is always kind of a risky situation because you don't know how they will compare. And uh, hearing Meta and the Cornerstones live at WOMAD was around 1 in the afternoon instead of 1 in the morning. But it was exactly how I imagined they'd be, just such a tight and talented band with a very charismatic and commanding front man just playing great reggae music so we're going to take a little listen to a song off their newest album which is called ancient power and this is roaring lions the great great pleasure being able to interview Meta who um, I think 
He's a lovely man. Lovely man. Yeah. Just you know, just exactly as you would hope a reggae singer would be and talk about his music and just a very early interview. We met <laughs> him about ten or eleven. In <laughs> he the was morning. the only one on time, very early in the morning. It was great. It was very <laughs> so impressive all around. Um, so we'll definitely be putting out a podcast of that. You should look out for. Um, there were so many Senegalese artists presented this year, made me very nostalgic. So I'm hoping to do a little coverage of that, including interviews with Baba Ma and Jabal Sissoko. So do look up at the website. So as radio. Dot org. Uh, nice new website. New website, yes. Um, all right, well, I'm just going to go right into my last pick. Um, this was one of the few of whom we were not able to snag an interview, unfortunately. Next year. Um, hopefully, yes. Uh, Anna Tijoux is a French Chilean MC who has been around since the 90s, just has an incredibly prolific career. She was an artist. I'd seen a few videos here and there, was aware of who she was, um, but didn't really know what to expect. Her performance completely knocked me out. One of the most musical hip-hop performances I've ever seen. So we're going to play a song from her album, but you can watch her performance on the WOMAD website, and I highly recommend you do because it really is a, a thing of beauty. So this is Somas Sur by Anna Tiju. Tú nos dices que debemos sentarnos, pero las ideas solo pueden levantarnos, caminar, recorrer, no rendirse ni retroceder, ver, aprender como esponja, absorbe, nadie sobre todos, faltan todos, suman todos, para todos, todo para nosotros, soñamos en grande que se caiga el imperio, lo gritamos algo, no queda más remedio. Esto no es utopía, es alegre rebeldía del baile de los que sobran de la danza tuya mía. Levantarnos para desollevar, ni África ni América Latina se suba. Un barro con casco con lápiz a patear el fiasco, provocar un social terremoto en este charco. mentioned her performance was really highly energized but also so musical it's just one of those artists you immediately put on a pedestal but after the performance uh, I was really surprised she signed CDs and just hung out with her fans in a really approachable way for hours so I respect that so much uh, big up to Anna Tishu yeah. yeah I remember 
coming to see me and suddenly realizing that we were sitting with Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was great. definitely one of the best performances at Womanhood. Yeah. What next? What have we got? We're nearly approaching our hour-long slot. Uh, well, I wanted to play a little bit of an interview that uh, me and you did, Mia, with the French producer, Onra, mm. which was the, our last sort of uh, interview of the weekend. Yeah, Sunday and, night. And quite hard work as an interview. Because <laughs> um, yeah. he's, he's a interesting interesting guy to talk to we had a nice chat after the interview which unfortunately stuff wasn't wasn't being recorded because there were some really interesting things he was saying about his sort of role as a european asian man in the music industry the the things he has to deal with is that and this part from the from the interview was as a sort of sneak of of the cynicism (laughs) of the music uh, industry because um which i thought was very interesting is the kind of thing that we should talk about I think WOMAD Festival gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes because of this world music banner and mm, yeah. the negatives that that term conjures up. Um, and I think it's good for something like this to put up the sort of cynical side of that. So so this is Onra sort of talking about his his dealings with the, the game that is the music business. Because the first one came out like uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, and you've done a lot. I've done a lot, and it's this not me. I gotta band. say, this this not me. Mm-hmm. This side project, this something I do on the side. This yeah. not me, but because yeah, yeah. I'm half Asian, it was too easy for press to mm. be like, oh yeah, that Asian guy mm. doing that Asian shit. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. that's awesome. But I'm not that Asian actually. I'm, I am in my blood, but in my culture, not that much. You know, so I'm like, you try, y'all trying to make me this Asian guy. When I did the, the, the first one, it was all spontaneous. You know, I didn't know what was going on. I just, I just picked those records, came back home, made this album in like one, two weeks. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. And I thought this uh, this Chinozri album, I thought it was going to be my last one in music. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, he was talking about his album Chinozri, which came out 2007, I think, and was his big success. He became very famous from that. Mm-hmm. It is interesting, the line that artists kind of have to walk between their presentation and feeling, I think, somewhat exoticized. I covered a lot more of the African artists and definitely felt a deep consciousness on their behalf of how they're being presented. Um, Blake Bassey actually even has just written a book about immigration, all these issues, because he felt like he needed some other venue for which to talk about this because he was experiencing a lot in music. And it is a really difficult challenge to, to overcome, I think, for artists, especially in festivals like this, at the same time, compared to other festivals in the UK, of which I've now seen a few, um, you know, WOMAD is such an incredibly musically focused festival yeah. Yeah. where from noon to one or two in the morning, you could just be seeing the most incredible performances from artists from all over the world. So that accomplishment in and of itself um, is such a such a huge value, I think, to, to music fans that I think it is worth the challenge for artists in the end. Yeah, it's good. This was my first 
WOMAD and my first music festival. Clearly, I wasn't getting a, a representative idea of what festivals in the UK are like. So I was lucky in that respect. I mean, definitely the people who were there, it was really genuine musos, if you like, all, mm. all around you, which is what makes it great. Mm. Um, and also great for the artists. And they really plug into that atmosphere. They, they feel that, they, that that is the reaction that they're getting. That's where it's coming from. Um, but even there, I still felt some moments of discomfort. You know, WOMAD has that challenge to refine how they build their artists' uh, literature, for example, the, the way they were written mm. about. Uh, it's part of the. It's part. It's part of WOMAD's responsibility. With such a, a festival, with such a diverse uh, mixture of styles and musicians from all around the world, it's yeah. a pretty hard thing to do to yeah, try exactly. and explain something. One of probably my favourite description and one of the best uh, shows that we saw was at about twelve thirty or one o'clock with uh, the Miss Mia Lane uh, <laughs> running up to us uh, as we were sort of uh, finishing for the night and being like, being, screaming at us, four-piece male Italian vocal group, let's go! Yeah, yeah. And just <laughs> seeing her disappear into the, uh, into the night. We, and we followed her great. and we saw the band that we're going to hear next, who are... Um, Concordo e Tenore. It's a um, Sardinian. Sardinian group and vocal group which played traditional Sardinian music. And it was, we were all lying in the tent. It was 1 a.m. and just hearing these amazing voices together. And on stage, also how they presented themselves. They were kind of huddled in this group with their backs to the audience. And one of them gave, gave the note. And then they all sang with this kind of drone-like, yeah. so we're going to play a clip from, a live clip from that. so many issues so little time <laughs> unfortunately it was so difficult to pick out of the artists saw so many amazing shows but we do have a bunch of great podcasts coming out lots of interviews i think as we're sitting here we're all getting really excited about editing and releasing our material from the womad festival mm -hmm. so to everyone listening please do look out on the website for new updates from that my name is Althea Saliko. We've been sitting here today with Mia Lina, Yara Saladin, and Will Roper. Thanks also to the Borkowski team, Dee, Molly, Gregor, and everyone else from the wonderful press office who were just brilliant. We're going out on one last track from La Mamba Negra called Barrio Caliente. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye.